Hello, my name is Sam Brown. I am in marketing with Summit Group. Summit Group is a promotional marketing company that helps you live your brand. Today, we are talking with our very own Stephanie Rapolo, our VP of Sales and Marketing for the Recognition Division of Summit. And our special guest today is Vicki Ostrom of Trend Dependent. And she is a, an amazing uh, trend analyst, really on the cutting edge of what's coming and always um, a fun chat with Vicki. So today um, I wanted to talk a bit about now that we are in May, the end of May of 2020. And uh, I want to talk a bit about the mindset of people today. And that uh, was funny enough, um, Vicki and Stephanie have never met. And so, um, you know, in a, in a little lead up into this conversation right now, they were having a bit of a chat, getting to know each other. And so I'd like to open just with this conversation or the importance of human interaction right now. And um, I'm not sure who wants to take that first. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were, we were definitely having some great human interaction talking about our, our past theater world life before we, we entered our other careers. And, you know, that's, Definitely what I'm seeing and hearing in the many, many um, webcasts and um, trend reports that I'm, I'm reading about is just how important it is to really go back to some of those analog ideas that we have, which seems kind of funny to say, but, you know, just talking to someone, just picking up a phone and calling somebody and, and uh you know, playing games, playing, doing puzzles, doing all these things that we've kind of forgotten how to do because we're just like, oh, I have to use the next digital tool because it's going to help me get an edge, you know, but we're really going back to these things that we used to know. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think, you know, what, what has been interesting through all of this um, on the, in the world of reward and recognition companies are really struggling with how to connect with their employees. And I heard an interesting story this week from an HR executive who said that she's never met any of her new hires since COVID. Oh my gosh. Hit. Wow. So she, and, and actually they've never met anybody in person. Yeah. So they did the entire interview process and onboarding process virtually mm -hmm. And she is so worried about losing these particular mm -hmm. because of there will just be no connection mm -hmm. at all, no emotional connection. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd love, you know, Vicki, I, I, I want to ask both you and Sam this because you, uh, Vicki, are you in California? I'm in uh, Washington State uh, by okay. Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're in the Seattle mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. So, I've been reading, you know, and following how companies like Twitter and then as of yesterday, Facebook mm -hmm. have announced that they are going 100% virtual. Mm -hmm. um, now, whether that really, you know, happens five months from now and whether they keep some offices remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. But I am curious, I think the ripple effect and how that will impact creativity mm -hmm and creative thinking and all of that that has been known, you know, in the Silicon Valley mm -hmm. and, and in these high tech companies just being incredibly innovative. Mm -hmm. I am curious about that and curious about, you know, how do we start to combat that? Mm -hmm. How do we start to help companies keep that, mm -hmm. those juices going mm -hmm. um, when they are so solid, you know, solitary? Well, actually, I just um, sat in on an amazing webinar by a company called Y Pulse, 
yesterday and they uh, survey Gen Z's and millennials. I think they have a base of like a thousand uh, different participants that they can um, ask questions of and, and do research with. And, you know, the thing that's interesting is that, you know, Gen Z's are our first digital natives. So they're, they've grown up being used to interfacing on, you know, digital mediums all the time. And yesterday's webinar that they did was on higher education and, you know, what's, what's going to happen and what do the Gen Z and millennials think about all that's going on and all that's been impacted for them. And um, the thing that was really interesting is that they were saying, um, you know, giving businesses the advice, look at TikTok, look at some of the different things that have been happening on um, Instagram Live and um, YouTube and with, with graduations and proms and really looking at some of that digital content that the young people themselves are putting together because they're finding ways to connect and be creative and replace the things that are not there in the physical world the way they would have been like graduation and prom. And they were, they were really pleading with companies. They're like, look, in the vacuum that's been created by this pandemic, um, the kids themselves have made their own world. They've made their own content. They've replaced these things. And if you want to be successful, you should take note of how they are doing it, what kind of tools they're using, what kind of words they're using, what, you know, physically they're doing, and then find a way to get in on it. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, very, very you know, just really good, really good um, advice, as well as yeah. thinking about, um, you know, like, for example, the gap year that often kids do take, um, now many are going to take um, before going to college because right. they have to, because either they don't have right. enough money or the school isn't going to be open or they may, they may, even if it is open, maybe they're not feeling comfortable enough yet to go. Um, so right. they may just choose to take a time off and how companies should really look at that and say, hey, um, you know, I couldn't do an internship program like I meant to, but what can I do? Are there contests that I could run that could really get their juices flowing, that could engage them with my company in a new way um, and mm. still give them those career connections? Because uh, they were saying, you know, it's we're really as employers going to have to look at how we go about finding new recruits because you you're you know very shortly here you're not going to be able to go back and say oh well you know I see a, a gap here on your resume or oh you didn't really have any internships what happened or you know I see that right. you didn't go to college or you didn't get this degree or that degree you know you can't really judge that you, you're going to have to have some allowances because things have been changed not due to anything that these kids could have done about you know right right so I want to interject here. Um, there were so many questions that I wanted to answer and I'm really not, I wanted to bring attention. So when you talked about um, Vicky watching the, what the, what the Gen Z's or the uh -huh. Y's are doing right now, I want to comment. So I've got two young yeah. kids at home. So young-ish, yeah. right? Eight and 10. And I found it was really interesting. So at first they're both extroverted. So that's, they're still extroverted. At first they were, you know, kind of okay. And then they introduced Zoom calls with their friends and then it became band practice by Zoom for my mm -hmm. older kid. So like the 11 year olds decided, 
we can do band practice through Zoom. And they would organize it and orchestrate it and make sure they got it all figured out. And they figured out how to kind of use blackboards and things like that to really make it work. But what I also found is more recently, what they've decided to do is they've congregated afternoon bike rides uh -huh. together. So to talk about that yeah, human to human uh -huh. need that they identified and they sourced, uh -huh. right? So they would be on their Zoom calls and be like, hey guys, let's meet at the school one o'clock and we'll just yeah. go for a bike ride because they're figuring they're still social distancing, but they mm -hmm. still get to interact. And now they've become this little posse. And it makes me think, like when you talk about kind of the analog or going back mm -hmm. to what we knew, that was like when I was a kid, you know, you go outside, you play until the street yep. lights come on yep. and then you come back in and I'm like, wow, look at this. Like they've separated themselves uh -huh. from the screens, not because necessarily right. we insisted, but because they were driven to, to yeah. literally find, to find a solution. Yeah. And so I was really, you know, with what you're saying there, I'm like, yeah, that uh -huh. makes, you know, hundred percent sense. Like I totally understand why that is. I also, um, I was on a call yesterday with the American Marketing Association and they were talking about how the ability to network on these new virtual events, well, yeah. cropped up popularity yeah. of virtual events, might say, that's proven really um, instrumental for successful uh -huh. virtual events is having a networking mm -hmm. element. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. well, and you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but something that's been interesting for me is so I've been at, you know, the Women's Leadership Conference through PPAI twice now and, um, you know, just PPAI in general. And um, those have been my interfaces um, back into the promotional products industry. And I have seen a lot of women that I, I know now from having seen a couple times. And I'm always trying to catch up with, oh my gosh, okay, now she's from this company and I think her name is this. And, you know, I'm trying to like remember because I don't see everybody constantly, you know. Mm -hmm. And, but on zoom calls and on these kind of digital interfaces, you actually have their name right there with their face. Right. And for me and the way I learn and remember it's been, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Now I'm going to be able to really get it in my brain, you know, all these connections of names to faces too. So for me, that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Vicki, I wanted to ask you, so I know you're working on a trend uh -huh. report for Summit, which we're really excited to, to uh -huh. take to market, but can you give us kind of the highlight of, you know, I think we all know mm -hmm. where our minds are at, but, but where you'd identify generally the buyer mindset mm -hmm. might be at this, at this mm -hmm. juncture? Um, well, there's a couple of things that are really coming to the top, um, clearly. One is that, you know, we've already, we had already been dealing with this issue of time and how we we felt like we um we really needed to be more efficient on our time and and save time where we could so that we could have it for our personal life rather than spending it to you know do functions of our life or our job or our travel or something so that's really accelerated because now we have so much more on our minds with you know, childcare and education and, you know, just how am I doing with my job? And so easy to use products are really um, something that I keep hearing a lot about, like things that um, keep things simple for me that, um, like I said, save me time or are just efficient. Um, and then another one is things that are protecting me, protective qualities, um, things that I'm going to be looking for that are, um, you know, either antimicrobial or something that helps me so I don't have to touch things um, when I go out and about, you know, those very practical ideas. 
And then the really big one that keeps coming up is durability, just thinking through the longevity of something so that um, if I make a purchase because everyone's spend is, you know, definitely reduced um, or if it isn't, you're being cautious because you're not sure if you're going to, you know, be able to keep your job in the way that you have or the salary that you had. Um, really thinking about everyone's really thinking about, OK, if I make this purchase, which I do need to make, um, is it does it have a little touch of something fun or something luxurious? Is there something kind of special about it? And and also, is it going to have a long life so that I can feel good that I've I've, you know, went ahead and put this money on it or does it do multiple things for me is it transformable is it adaptable is it modular is it you know you just really want to be able to check a lot of boxes so those have been at the top of my mind and now I think when you and I spoke we also talked about this feeling of comfort Mm -hmm. like that soothing the importance of like self-soothing if you might definitely things that are literally physically tactile. Um, again, they were already trending before this all the pandemic started. Um, we were really gravitating toward things that just made us feel cozy. Cause there's been a lot of things that have been a little bit, um, making us anxious. You know, I mean, we're thinking about, Oh, the environment and, and, how can I possibly make a difference in in a good positive way seems overwhelming. And then, you know, we've had a number of, um, you know, school shootings and various things like that. People are grappling with how do we deal with that and, and financial things have been on a lot of people's minds. Um, And so we just kind of have it bringing things into our, into our home and kind of making our home, our nest and being cozy. And, you know, now we are actually having to be at home, but it, that, that idea of, of tactile, um, fuzzy things, soft things, cozy things, things that cocoon you, that wrap around you, whether it be a blanket or a soft um, slipper or a robe or just even soft clothing, it's really um, a factor in people's thinking as they buy. <clears throat> Stephanie, would you say you've seen um, something similar in the, in the recognition? Have you seen it resonating on that side as people are looking at building up recognition programs? Definitely. Um, I mean, we not you know, down to the level of just the touch and the feel, um, although because our rewards catalog, you know, has so many different items in it that we that they are able to search on their own, but very much on the side of that human interaction piece. And just I think if we look at just how companies are buying today, um, so earlier on the call, we were talking about waking up at all different ungodly hours, thinking about things, which I think a lot of us are doing. So last night, my big think was, um, if I'm in HR, it, there's such a need, right? There's such a need to get help, to help connect, help recruit, help retain. Um, and, and then there's other situations that are even more drastic where they're doing massive layoffs. And I talked to one HR executive who had been spending a lot of time planning funerals, which was horrible, right? Oh, I mean, just, like you really just think of the, the, the drastic psychological impact mm-hmm. that human resource groups are having right now. 
Um, and thinking how, you know, if I go back to what you were saying, Vicki, on how do we make it easy? How do we keep it simple? Mm-hmm. Um, how are we efficient? Mm-hmm. How are we helping them protect? All of these things, I think, I believe are things they are thinking about for their own employees mm-hmm. in, a, in a different way, a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. they may not be thinking it down to the item of the product, but they're certainly thinking about that in their approach to how they help their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's a question I have back to you. You know, we did talk a little bit about um, sort of looking at Gen Z for those, you know, how they've used TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and um, YouTube. But, you know, have you seen anything interesting that companies are doing directly for their employees? Um mm-hmm. In, a, in this way of simple, efficient, protective, and of course, outside of, I'll leave PPE out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know they're supplying those products mm-hmm. heavily. Um, but any, any ideas there or anything that you've seen or a connection? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I um, one thing that I can speak of personally, because um, I, I work for Sanmar uh, Corporation, we had uh, Jeremy Lott, who's the um, president of Sanmar, sent out a T-shirt to everybody in the whole company, and it had the names of all of our distribution centers on it. And then at the bottom, it said, we got this. And it was, um, you know, just like super, super soft tea. And it, you know, it, it just was nice when it came it had in it a, a handwritten note by Jeremy. And, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, leaders of companies are, are very busy and you don't often have a lot of interface with them, let alone getting an actual handwritten note, you know? So right. like that was, it was a small thing. And, you know, we all knew, you know, it's it's been a struggle uh, as a company for everybody to figure out, you know, what end is up. So even that little bit of expenditure, when you think about how many employees we have was a significant, you know, amount of, of, uh, you know, just effort to get that out when you're trying to do a lot of other things. So it was really meaningful. Right. So that's just well, one personal. Yes. Thing. I love, first of all, I love that idea in general. That's really wonderful that you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually at summit are getting ready to do a, a big recognition for our distribution center as well. Um, cause those people have really towed the weight, mm-hmm. um, and ha- have made it all happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually makes me have an idea of how we can translate that into, a virtual, so we have a reward and recognition technology tool. Mm -hmm. So how can we elevate that with that story you just shared about the names, you know, Mm -hmm. how can we list the names and put faces to the names Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and give away for just a solid recognition focus on those frontline workers. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go figure out how to do that in my next demo. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to bring up the fact that it's we've talked about it in a couple different places we've touched on it, this human to human requirement, right? This authenticity and mm-hmm. really be able to connect with people. And you know, the, the fact that people are reaching out more mm-hmm. in order to fulfill that need. And I wonder, so I know we've also, um, Vicki, you've talked in the past about the idea that basically COVID's pandemic has, has basically Correct. set up where mm-hmm. we were already headed. 
And so, you know, I noticed it was 2018 when they said the dawn of the human to human marketing. And I'm just wondering, so, you know, being a marketer myself, I look at that and I think, well, it may have been an 18, but I can tell you it's, mm-hmm. you know, loud and right. loud right now. Right. And, um, you know, sitting in again on that AMA um, conference call yesterday, that kind of was the prevalent piece across nine or 10 panelists was this human to human. And I know you talked about the handwritten note right there. And I know Stephanie's um, done some handwritten notes herself mm-hmm. and had amazing traction mm-hmm. on those. So, sorry, there's a question here. What do you think about this concept of it's sped it up or has it changed the direction? This, the, the arrival of the pandemic in 2020. Um, for me, everything that I'm seeing is it's literally sped it up. And really, honestly, the trajectories that we were already on, they're still straight, straight forward, you know, um, they're just much, much faster. I mean, one, I mean, I know this isn't it, exactly the straight uh, path what you're talking about with personalization, but um, with masks, there were several companies that had already started, you know, really thinking about if I if I wore a mask more often, I would want to have it have a print on it, I would want to have it match into my outfit more, I would want to have it be functional in these different ways. And it really has been for the last couple of years, really fringy. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you're being a little dramatic. Um, But now that this has all happened, you know, of course, immediately we all jumped on it and we're like, oh, well, if I have to wear this all the time, I want it to, you know, match my outfit and how cute could it be? And so, you know, that's just one tiny example that's super obvious. But um, yeah, I I look back to uh, Sam at my materials and I'm, I'm like reading 1918 and, or I mean, excuse me, 20, 2018 and, you know, 2017. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what's happening right now. But at the time it was new information. So Stephanie, I think you were alluding to this idea of what are we going to do to help the creative collaboration yes. continue? It was a, I, you were on that path at one point yeah. and I think I, we, no, I derailed it's, you. It's, I'm not it's good. So I was reading this morning, um, you know, this big article on, I'll, I'll circle back to the Facebook, you know, changing how they work and really what are those implications? You know, how will people um, innovate and create? I know for me, it's actually something I personally have struggled with during COVID because I am, I get my energy and ideas from other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't, what, what I'm finding is, is that people are asking, go brainstorm and bring me back your idea. And it's like, well, no, I, you're missing the best part is the brainstorm. Right. Yeah. The ideas come out of the brainstorm and how are we collectively brainstorming for these ideas um, that are really also companies are so hungry for, right? A lot of companies are having to pivot Mm -hmm. their go to market strategy. Their entire business model is changing. Mm -hmm. So they desperately need that innovation and creative thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find it, I don't find that to be a, a soft activity, Mm-hmm. Um, so have you, I'm curious, you know, what you've seen and how you approach that and seen any with, with companies? Well, I guess I would, um, 
you can tell I'm getting a lot of um, inspiration from Y Pulse, but I'm just so interested to think through like what is happening with the millennial and the the Gen Z age group because they're they're particularly impacted job wise um, mm -hmm. through all this pandemic. Whether anyway, um, and one thing that really struck me was the um, observation that the the leaders at Y Pulse had that everybody wants to learn. And so as everybody is thinking, you know, as the, as the job landscape is becoming so unknown in a lot of ways, um, kids are really gravitating toward what is a solid choice for my career? You know, what can I do that is future proof, you know? So they're actually not looking at art um, careers as much as they are medicine and science, which seem to be more solid. And on that note, they were saying, you know, everybody wants a job where they can also be learning so that as you're in a particular career, you're also having active learning going on. So you're kind of preparing yourself for any kind of job you might want to have. So thinking through how can you engage? And I think that really goes back to the kind of thing that you're talking about where we're missing that brainstorming moment and things like if there's a way that we could think through that in, as companies and with our employees to say, hey, what could I offer you that gives you something, you know, so that you have a tangible um, that that you always have, you know, because learning is something that you embrace and you, you know, bring into your life and you apply it in a lot of different ways. So um, as the landscape seems so uncertain, you know, is there something I could help my employee with learning um, that gives them that gives them something, you know, that's a gift I'm giving you by helping you, you know, learn a task or a skill. And I think that's something we've always done. You know, there's always been like, oh, and there's an education component. If you want to take a, you know, college course or something along the side, we'll help pay for it. But I think, you know, finding littler ways that are are really impactful on a more constant basis could be a really enticing thing for people and also engaging you know it would, it would provide a point of engagement especially mentorship wise like that's something that they really pointed out was that you know we're missing a lot of this interaction personally and in you know that we might see someone in a hallway and learn from them but now you're going to have to be more um, mindful about it and so right. finding mentorship specific mentorship um, connections that you can do for your employees would be, is going to be really important. I love that. And you're absolutely right. I feel that that, if we just focused on mentorship, that that is, is missing. Mm -hmm. It's non-existent right now. Well, at least in, in, and because there is, yeah. you know, it was always, let's go have coffee. Yeah. You know, let's have a lunch meeting, book my calendar. Right. Um, and it was, and you would, um, it's, I think about my <clears throat> stepdaughter who is, you know, she's 25 and has her first big corporate job. Mm -hmm. And before COVID and she works for, you know, a fortune 100 company, mm -hmm. um, they were doing such an amazing job of mentoring her, mm -hmm. but all of her feedback was coming her interaction with others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe she's yeah. a scientist. She's a food scientist for a living. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she it's she can go into her, you know, laboratory and she can work on her food. Yeah. But all of the feedback and the growth opportunities for her were, were actually coming from the way she presented herself in a meeting mm-hmm. and her public speaking skills. Mm-hmm. Um and just in, in forming actually relationships, forming mm-hmm. friendships and with coworkers, that was her challenge because she is an introvert. I'm just giving you that as one example. Yeah. But I think um, it makes me really, um, makes me wonder, and I'll start asking now on, you know, and thinking about how we as a company summit can bring that formalized mentorship, mentoring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and using our technology you know, our assets to help bridge that gap on mentors, mm-hmm. mentoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to cut this off because if not, people will get bored and leave we us. We don't want that. Because we've been going, <laughs> we've been talking for 30 minutes and um, I think we could keep going all day, but I want to just take this opportunity um, to thank Vicki Ostrom from Trend Dependent uh, for joining us and sharing uh-huh a tiny little bit of her wisdom with us today. And I know we're looking forward to her yeah. report in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess summer now. I didn't realize what time of year it is. Uh, and then again, Stephanie Rampolo, our VP sales and marketing with the summit group uh, who focuses on recognition um, for taking the time out today. And of course, for everyone who took the time to listen, we certainly appreciate that. And we hope you will visit us at uh, summitmg.com and talk about how Thank we can you. help you live your brand. Thank you all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.